This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you wanna be the best in the game, you wanna have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, Get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. Folks, Kyle here. I'm a physical therapist and a fantasy football junkie. I've been doing Dynasty for a year, and I joined the Dynasty Warzone Patreon about six months ago, and never have I felt more comfortable with having Memphis, Jerry, and the guys in the patron chat help me with buys, sells, and navigating free agency and rookie draft. I can't recommend them enough. And so join the Patreon, because if you ain't first, you're last. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And this week's topic on the Wednesday show is going to be the COVID confidence rankings. We are going to take the five teams that we have the most confidence in going into a coronavirus-shortened preseason, and the team with the least five teams with the least amount of confidence that Jerry and I have confidence in. And speaking of Jerry, you know Jerry. He's my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what is up? I am least confident in my ability to do anything good on this show. But you, my friend, the most confident in my heart and on this show. What is good? What is new, my dude? You know, I'm... Normally a very, not a very pessimistic person. That's not true. I'm normally pessimistic as it relates to a lot of players, especially with the steam, you know, guys like Baker Mayfield last year. I'm starting to look, get a little, a uh, little nervous about Kyler Murray this year. You know, what's the old saying? If the general public's running directly towards something, run as fast as you can in the opposite direction. And that's kind of how I'm feeling about COVID right now. I'm tired of being the, uh, glass half full guy uh, just a bunch of debbie downers we're gonna we're gonna cover a bunch of covid stuff here in a little bit but how are you man how are uh, things in the mean street of uh of detroit eight mile there yeah uh total rural farm country oh yeah no it's great uh it's good uh the weather finally stopped getting into the 90s as you can see if you're watching this right now my skin not built for 90s, not built for sun. I get uh, I get rosy pretty quick. So I am excited for that to be over with, hopefully. Uh, uh, of course, the wife has the air conditioner on, I don't know, 45 degrees right now. So I have sweatpants on, I have a long sleeve shirt on, and I am still frigid. It must be a wife thing now. You are just north of me here in Indy. 
and we have been on like a streak of like 85 plus for like the last two, three weeks. And it's always the hottest when we're stuck outside watching our son play baseball. But my wife, exact same thing. She's big into quote unquote sleep hygiene. Uh, it has to be cold. It has to be dark. There has to be fans. I mean, like I go in there and like I like have to crawl and hide under like all the covers, four blankets. It's like 62 degrees in our bedroom. Now, I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic at all. The thermostat's set to 65. And then with two fans on, it's cold. But allegedly, it helps you sleep better. But when you don't sleep, you don't really matter what the sleep hygiene's like. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to jump into some news. We haven't done news in a while. Just want to go through the normal opening stuff real quick. So uh, how you feeling about the, the Debbie show, man? You're going to be joined by Kane and Josh. And Shane and uh, you guys are going to be doing the the bridge stuff from uh, the deep dive Debbie content, which uh, a free plug to our boy Kane Fassell and Shane Hallam. They're going to be the the new co-hosts of the Debbie Marketplace. And then one of our uh, I guess patrons now slash co-hosts, Josh. How are you feeling about working with these guys as a bridge Debbie show? I mean, I'm I'm going to like it because it's. I mean, it's a little above my pay scale to sort of use a weird cliche for it. So, like, I have a Debbie League. I like diving into some of that stuff, but some of the obscure guys, some of those really deep, some of the young guys, like, if they were born in the 2000s, I certainly don't know who they are. So that's going to be fun for me. And, you know, they're going to have their own show, so it's going to be, you know, like a graduate-level dynasty show. You know, we're going to get to find out guys that are going to be relevant in dynasty rookie drafts, maybe a year ahead of time, maybe two, if we really reach. And then if you really want to learn more, you want to dive into more, they're going to have their own thing and they're just going to, you know, they're going to give you the PhD that you want in Deviology. Yeah. If you love college football and you love Devi, this is going to be a great filter. So, but for guys like me, and uh, this is where I get to steal your line. I'm, I'm, I'm not lazy. I'm just busy. We just talked about, Hell, I never sleep as it is. And this is going to give us, especially this year, with the college football season being so jacked up, guys like Kane, Josh, Shane, yourself, you're going to give us those juniors and seniors, and I guess technically red short shirt sophomores, that we need to be aware of so that when we go into the 2021 rookie season, it's going to be more imperative than ever to have a good understanding of these guys, especially if they wind up not playing if uh, maybe it's a shortened season or a fall at all. So uh, going to be very important. And then we're going to do the gambling show. Uh, that's me, Dr. Kyle, Sal. Still working on nailing down that fourth mystery host. We'll have that out there soon. Uh, we'll be covering, you know, betting props. I've already shared one. I've made three. And, and, and I know what you're thinking. Well, three, I, that's not very many, but it is. You know, I'm just not out there firing money out there willy-nilly. These are bets that I feel really good about the one that i've already shared is baker mayfield under 3899 passing yards this year we'll be breaking that down in the maiden voyage in august we'll also be talking about dfs there'll be no preseason dfs because they're not playing preseason <laughs> games but it's going to be designed to help people who like a little action on the game uh, dfs players and just for general roster setting purposes so we may do a mailbag on that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Getting me and Sal together and uh, Dr. Kyle trying to, I don't know, babysit us, keep us out of trouble. Four yeah, letter words. Talk, talk some damn sense into you. Yeah, you know, me, me and Sal together, we, we could just ramble for, uh, for days. And then the YouTube. 
Uh, we are streaming live. Uh, this is streaming live on Tuesday night. We, we've been doing this on and off. This is going to be the first of many. Now, our consistency here at the Warzone has been thing of legend. We're like 106 shows in a <laughs> row on Wednesdays. So we'll get the YouTube much more consistent. And then I've got some smaller stuff I want to get going as Little League. I guess it's travel ball, but whatever. Uh, new Dynasty Happy Hour contractor last weekend and... There'll be a new one coming up this weekend. Been a lot of fun meeting a lot of great people. My guest uh, in two weeks uh, will be from the Indianapolis area originally and been a ton of fun hanging out with those guys. You could only find the, the Dynasty Happy Hour contractor on the Dynasty Happy Hour feed. I don't do that over here. This is a show that I do for my boy Tyler Gunther and the gang over at the Dynasty Happy Hour feed. Go over there, check the show out. Nothing but positive reviews. It's where I make you, the listener, my co-host on a podcast. It's me, the host. You're my co-host. And we're talking about your team. How many people in the dynasty space say they don't give a rat's ass about your team? Or don't give a rat's ass about your trade? Or give a rat's ass about helping you out? This is totally free. I, I love doing it. I love helping people. And I still believe it's the only podcast in the dynasty or fantasy space that makes the listener the co-host and a couple more things patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone we are in the middle of patreon six jerry i'm in yeah. it you're not i am not in it i am in the devi league which we just finished the derby i have the 102 for the devi and i have the last pick in the startup 114 because for whatever reason i love the ends i don't know what it is i like the back-to-back -back picks man I, I do not like the ends. I wound up drafting, I think it's seventh or eighth in Patreon six, right up against one of the OG Patreons, Neil. And I've already made him cuss me two times. Two times has he been cussing me about sniping him. But I've been, I've been going a little bit different. We covered this on the Patreon podcast. I think it was like what, last week. Yeah. About trying a new a new way of doing things. So if you're interested in the Patreon, made it real easy for you, go into the show description of this podcast. Hit pause, go into the show description. You can go in there and you can tap the Patreon link. It'll take you right to it. You can check it out if you want to join. Everything there you need to uh, to do it. Make it easy for you. Just a couple of taps. Same thing with the Trophy Smack. You know, Trophy Smack's been a great sponsor for us. Now's a great time to start thinking about a league trophy, a belt, uh, a loser's prize. Again, same thing. Show description, hyperlink, tappy, 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 boom, you're done. You got a championship belt, you got a trophy, and you're a Patreon real quick. Uh, something that you can't buy because we're not selling it, but a DK Metcalf, Jerry. I, I still call it speed green. I heard Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown call it action green. I Listen, I don't, <laughs> I mean, the Lions have stupid Honolulu blue, so whatever the hell color green, I, neon green is what I would call it, but. I don't have an eye for color or design or creativity. So I, I sort of like action green. Good for Kyle. Attaboy. Not bad. Uh, Nike. Knowing him, he's a nerd. That's actually probably the official color for it. And we're just, you know, winging it. Uh, it's uh, it's speed green. The Colts used to have jerseys that were called speed blue. It was, it was all, all like royal blue to me, but what the hell do I know? I'm not a, I'm not a rainbow color expert guy, but if you want to win that autographed certified DK Metcalf jersey, pretty simple. Go to this podcast you're listening to right now. Hit pause. You just joined the Patreon. So now all you got to do is hit, you're already on pause. And you go in, leave a five-star review. 
whatever podcast player you use. In the comments, you leave your name or email address or uh, Twitter handle, some way for Jerry or I to get a hold of you. And then you do the exact same thing for the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Put your name, email address, Twitter handle, however you want us to get in contact with you. Would not recommend phone number, but you do you. And you leave those there. And for the bonus third entry, just take a picture of you doing good in the neighborhood. That's donating your time. Uh, I always use the same examples, but like working at your church, uh, coaching a little league team, youth, youth sports of any kind, soccer, football, football starting, uh, kind of. And th there's a lot of things that you can do for a donation of your time. You can send those pictures. You can uh, email them to us at DynastyWarzone at Gmail, or you can email them to Kyle at Fantasy Football Smackdown. It gives you three opportunities to win an autographed DK Metcalf jersey. Uh, it's a way to brag, humble brag, about doing good things in your neighborhood. I, I, I've asked to share some of those pictures. I have shared a few on social media. And it helps out the show. And you could win a really sweet DK Metcalf jersey. You can check me out on Twitter at DWZMemphis. And you can check out Jerry at JerrySin, DWZ, the show on both Instagram and Twitter at Dynasty Warzone, and thank you for everyone who's been following the show on both accounts. Every day it feels like we're getting more and more people on Dynasty Warzone on Instagram trying to do a better job of posting pictures, and man, it would not break my heart one filthy bit to get off of Twitter and get on Instagram. Jerry, you're on Instagram. <laughs> I am. I've actually just started posting a few more pictures of my dog. She's super cute. That's about, uh, see, I already said I, I, I have no creativity. I have no vision to to build anything or to create anything beautiful i mean so all i do is the dog because the dog just is easy it's, it's she's cute no matter what the hell she does so i just yeah and then i feel like i'm artsy uh same uh if i if i see like a cool meme uh, on instagram or twitter i'll screenshot it and then repost it at uh, memphis 185 or at dynasty Warzone on instagram but i'm the same uh, we have Gemma, the official dog of the podcast the podcast dog cute as hell very much so she's a super bitch and uh my son my son vincent aka vinny playing baseball sometimes it's the garage gym uh, but with camp starting up man that was last year when the the instagram really started popping so speaking of popping man jerry we're uh we're, we got people in camp how about that rookies yeah we are we are we're crawling towards it. The moment of truth is nearly upon us. So a little, I don't want to say ill-timed, Ill because when you have the opportunity to have a guest like we had last week with Heath Cummings of CBS Sports, you take it. You don't pass that up. And we were talking Scotty Fishbowl. So if you didn't catch our Scott Fishbowl recap last week with Heath Cummings of CBS Sports, Check that out, man. It was a good episode. Got some good feedback. People liked it. Uh, Heath is a super good guy. But what we didn't cover last week, Jerry, was uh, some of these uh, dealings with the franchise tag. Dak, no long-term deal. He's going to play on the $31.4 million tag in 2020. If they tag him again next year, which they're going to have to basically, at least for the short term, with the same goal of working out a long-term deal, the 2021 tag would cost them $37.7 million in 2021. So it goes up 20%. And if they were to do a third time, which I really doubt they would, uh, 
it would cost them $51 million in 2022. <laughs> he is only the second quarterback since 2005 to play out a season on the franchise tag. The one in 2005 was Drew Brees when he was a Charger, and then Kirk Cousins did it twice in 2015 and 2016 for the Washington football team. And Jerry, here's my question for you before we get into this from a dynasty standpoint. Do how long, much longer do you think Dak's a cowboy? I, I don't know. It's a weird situation. Here's my thoughts on Jerry Jones. I know he's a Jerry and I usually have Jerry's backs, but what an idiot. You had to sign that man before Patrick Mahomes got paid. You dope. You are a bozo. I, I mean, this man's going to make tons of money and you could have, you could have, given that man $32, $33 million, given him the long-term deal, and he would have been happy because he would have been the highest-paid quarterback at the time. And then Mahomes cuts it for $45 million. Like, in in what situation, in what scenario were you sitting in the boardroom and you thought, Dak Prescott is going to get worse after we added C.D. Lamb, and so I'll be able to pay him more money? That's just not the case. I, I think Dak is going to improve because of all that. And I, I get that, that Garrett's gone and everything else, but I, I really think that team is going to be humming. They're going to be doing good, and eventually they're going to have to pay the man money. And I just can't imagine a scenario where they have guys like Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper and they have Zeke that they're going to want to totally get a different quarterback. That's a, that's a weird rebuild, and that's a weird strategy. So at some point, I do think they're probably going to pay him, but it's it's just that's just a weird thing. I don't understand why you would do it. It was like, you know, every time someone gets paid and they're the most they're the highest paid quarterback, and oh my god, everybody freaks out because they're not the best until Mahomes did it. But then you get a couple years down the road, and now like like Stafford, Lions fans did it. They freaked out when that dude got paid because he was the highest paid player in the NFL. Now he's like the twelfth highest paid quarterback. So it, that that's what they needed to do with Dak, in my opinion. I think Dak is good. I think Dak should be the franchise quarterback there. I just think they sort of bungled all hell out of that. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever felt like Jerry has underpaid the people that are on his team? Absolutely not. Did did he pay Amari Cooper? He did. Did he pay Zeke? Oh, yeah. Did he pay Jalen Smith, the linebacker? How much more yeah. of a – Yeah, so, so – so, so Jerry's had no problem paying these guys, right? That's true. Allegedly, Jerry uh, offered him like $110, $120 million, and there was allegedly some things over there. I, I don't know how much these guys want to be in business together. I, I really don't. From from a dynasty standpoint, I love it. I think he's still going to be there, at, obviously, this year and probably next year. If they don't work anything out, they'll franchise tag him again. But... You're going to pay him whatever you said it was, 34 this year, and it's 37 next year. I mean, 31 this year, 37 next year. Yeah. I mean, after you saw Mahomes cut his check, you got to figure that's going to be about his salary anyway. So I don't, I really do think they would just franchise him again and not sweat it. At some point, I think it comes down to how the season goes for Dallas. You know, th this is a team that, I, if I remember correctly, had like $35 million in 2021 cap room today there's obviously talks of cap reduction over the next few years so they would have to make some decisions on how to make Dak work long term but this is a really really weird situation for me personally in dynasty he's my qb3 because i yep. think he, i think he's going to be in dallas at least two more years and you can take all the perceived upside of kyler murray i don't trust 
I don't trust Bill O'Brien, and I don't love the weapons around Deshaun Watson uh, as my four. Uh, obviously, Carson Wentz's injury history is, uh, is a thing of legend and lore. So it's hard not to love Dak in this offense. I mean, the guy's been a QB1 every single year in the league. So I love Dak. I don't mind him on my dynasty roster. I don't mind building around him. But this is going to be an interesting situation that as a Dak owner in dynasty, you're just going to have to put your earmuffs on and live with it until it's it's figured out long term. Yeah. I, and here's here's the other thing. Maybe he doesn't end up as a cowboy in the long term. He's going to be playing either way. So. I mean, the, he'll definitely take a hit in the event that he goes somewhere because what are the chances that you have someone like Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and C.D. frickin' Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott to throw to? Let me Not hit, very likely. Let me hit you with a hype. Let me hit you with like a, like a, a hypothetical. Okay. Uh, Uncle Phil Rivers makes it in the rest of this year, and Dak was to wind up here in 2022 with Michael Pittman Jr. going into his third year, Paris Campbell going into his fourth year Jonathan Taylor going into his third year behind what should still be a very good offensive line and, you know the, the, the Colts under Chris Ballard have done a good job managing their dough you know Drew Brees is going to retire at some point I just don't know that Dak's going to be there long term and I don't know if he's as much talented enough to be the QB3 in Dynasty but he's certainly he's certainly in the right situation for it so I, I like Dak uh, if you got him you just got to trust the uh, the process and uh, realize that Jerry's going to open up that checkbook. It's, it's been his <laughs> M.O. forever. Yep. All right, ne- next story. This one right here, I actually am going to have the wildest Memphis take in the world for you guys. It's very unlike me, but you, you got to go with new information. Derrick Henry signs a new contract. Four years, $50 million. Man, that's not bad money. Um, nope. I, I, I think this has a good impact, and it's very helpful for guys that are nervous about Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara holding out. Because if you're the GM of the Bengals, of the Vikings, of the Saints, you're like, look, guys, you know, with the exception of uh, Alvin Kamara, I don't know that he got to a NF, NFC title game. I don't think he did. He's been in the playoffs a lot. But the rest of these guys, you're like, look, you know, Joe Mixon, your team's not even sniffed the, the playoffs. You've never led the league in rushing. You know, you've got some good stats. But this lays out the framework for these contracts for these teams that are trying to get these high-end 2017 rookie class running backs under wraps. It's a little bit less than Christian McCaffrey, but it, it, it lays the groundwork. So would you agree that that's a fair take, that this could be very beneficial? Because Dalvin Cook did come out and said, quote-unquote, I would take in the neighborhood of $13 million a year, $12.5 million average. That's that's close, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and listen, that's what we all want. Like, I know we're all super selfish and we don't want to deal because it's not our money, so we just want you to help us win. I, d- I just want to see these guys on the field. And I think that does help them a lot. I also think it's good for Derrick Henry. Now, I'm not going out and buying Derrick Henry because y'all are selling him for too damn expensive right now because you're just living off of 2019. But I do think it sets a good foundation for him for whatever, two more years, let's say. I I think they'll, you know, we're going to either see Darrington Evans grow into what some people think he's going to be or he's going to flounder and they'll bring in someone else to do that. And by the end of this contract, not necessarily the end, but nearing the end, that second to last year, that last year, they're going to have another guy in place. 
and we're going to see, you know, what we're seeing with Devonta Freeman with Derrick Henry in no time. So I, I think it's good to have him. Uh, I think if you can sell him, that was actually probably the time. I mean, uh, assuming you're not just rip roaring, ready to win your championship, because I think the value is at its peak for him, not only because of the production last year. I just don't see it repeating, but also because he's got that foundation of he is under contract. He should still be relevant. So people are going to have confidence in him. People are going to have confidence that he's going to be in the league, that he's going to be on rushes, that he's going to be productive. Take it, run with it. Cause it, the, the PPR, the not being able to pass catch like a lot of other guys, Randy, it's detrimental to your roster. And I know you're, you're a, a, a pon- uh, excuse me, proponent of that. I'm usually the guy that likes the, the rumbling, bumbling kind of guys. But if, if you have nothing to get me those extra points, not my style. Let me tell you why you're wrong. I mean, let me, uh, first of all, I, I don't want to steal this like because, it. because it was the most original take that I've heard on the Derrick Henry contract. It's RJ Bell, uh, straight out of Vegas podcast. Um, that's how, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a radio show, but he was talking about this. So Derrick Henry's, franchise tag this year was 10 million bucks right mm-hmm. and if they were to have franchise tagged him next year it would have been 12 million dollars right so why yep. wouldn't they just franchise him two years in a row like the so so how much is that that's 22 million dollars guess yep. what he's guaranteed over the next two years 25 25 and a half so they went to him and said hey we're going to give you a little bit more guaranteed money and if they were to cut him after the 2021 season they would save nine million in 2022 and they would save twelve and a half million in twenty twenty three. But here's the thing: Derrick Henry appears to be very motivated by money. And he, for me, if I can get him from a Jerry type owner who doesn't feel like this is a good deal, he's only twenty six. If he was a used car, they'd be one of those gimmicks they slap on the windshield says low mileage because they didn't overly use him until last year. Now last year they used the hell out of him, well over like three hundred and sixty total touches between the regular and postseasons, but. This is a guy that is going to be a featured piece of this offense, and I, I, I welcome the addition of a little Darrington Evans. I have no problem with that. No, no problem at all. But he's still going to be the goal back. He still has breakaway speed, even at his size and age. And he wants that other $24 million. Jerry, how does he ensure that other $24 million? I'll tell you how. He plays his ass off the next two years. And if you play your ass off the two, next two years, that $12 million... Uh, in in uh, cap hit in 2022 is going to feel like a bargain. So I, I have no problem with Derrick Henry. I'm, I'm not proactively buying, but he is the kind of guy, the stable RB2 type that can give you RB1 production, obviously. But, dude, if you could stack him behind a, a Josh Jacobs, who I love, if you could stack him behind a an Alvin Kamara, uh, a, a Dalvin Cook, especially a guy like Dalvin Cook who's got like his own contract issues and injury issues of his own, you know, you could be having two guys that can give you RB1 weeks, but if Cook were to go down, you still got Derrick Henry. So if you can get uh, him at RB2 prices, knowing you can get RB1 production, look at that, Jerry. I've pivoted on Derrick friggin' Henry. Hold on. Now let me defend myself here. See, now you said a consistent RB2. Now we both damn well know that man's prices right now are not RB2 prices. Uh, if if you go out selling Derrick Henry, you are not going to ask 
for RB2 prices, are you not? I don't have any Derrick Henry to sell. But, right. if, well, but, but you but wouldn't, yes, and but you damn yes. well know you wouldn't. Yes, I, I, I would be, uh, I would be selling so, differently so, than so, I'm buying. I, I, I have to. I again, I, I, I don't want to be. I'm gonna use my one swear word. word. So if you got the kids in the car, prepare for earmuffs. I don't want to be one of those bullshit dynasty podcasts that tell you to go get a guy and don't give you realistic reasons on how to get him. If I am trying to buy Derrick Henry, I am selling, dude, that's a two-year contract. I'm buying a two-year dynasty asset. I can't pay you RB1 prices. I have to pay you RB2 prices. Even though I feel in my mind that like two years is guaranteed and I could potentially get four out of this guy. So for me, I think it's, and then if I'm selling, I'm like, dude, he just got a, it's all in your inflection and your tone. Dude, he just got a two-year contract. He's locked in for two years. You know, but he doesn't catch passes. He doesn't have to. He gets 16 touchdowns. Again, features tell, benefits sell. And I've I've got a different narrative no matter which way I'm I'm approaching this as a a Derrick Henry consumer. If I'm buying, I've got a story. If I'm selling, I've got a story. I think it depends on the type of player you are, too. If you're the type of person that sort of holds and is not a, a huge aggressive trader, I know you are, I know I am, and that's why I would sell them because I'm a person that's always trying to flip everybody and just trying to profit as much as I can and sometimes get the new hotness and fall on my face. But if you're a person that likes to just have your team and you're going to just ride it out and you just want to see how it goes, I think I think Derek Henry, to your point, is a good asset to have because he's going to be solidified in a very good role, highly productive. Like all you said, you know, he he's going to be the goal linebacker. He's going to get work. I just think we've seen the peak of Mr. Henry, and I like to sell at the peak. Uh, sometimes it's scary to do that because sometimes it's not the peak. But I, I just, I, I get it. I see what you're saying. And I'm not a huge Derrick Henry. He sort of pissed me off earlier in his career, and I sold a little bit too early like a bozo, but it is what it is. Well, you are a bozo. So before we go to these next couple of smaller, smaller <laughs> stories, that off. Let, let, let's, uh, let, let, let's play a little would you rather. Because these guys are all, right. all within a similar range in ADP, okay? Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry? Nick Chubb. I would agree. Y- younger, very similar. The, the playing style, at least as long as Kareem Hunt is going to be there, he's, his pass-catching opportunities are going to be very limited. And you he's think gonna, Kareem Hunt's going to stay? I think if there's like a COVID-related illness or a injury in the preseason – I could I could see Kareem Hunt being pried away from the Cleveland Browns. I, I think this is a team that thinks you know if you're if you're Cleveland, let's say I'm a, I'm a, do a hypothetical. Let's say Chris Carson's hip gets re-injured in the preseason. You know Seattle fancies themselves a contender for a Super Bowl, which they 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 are. Yep. You know the Cleveland's in the AFC. You reach out and say, hey Cleveland, trade us Kareem Hunt for whatever. And they get Kareem Hunt, and then Cleveland can go out and sign a guy like Devonta Freeman off the street, just changed agents. You know, so yes and no, but so anyway, we're sticking with would you rather Leonard Fournette or Derrick Henry? Come on, don't do that to me. You know damn well I'm a Leonard Fournette man. Give me all the Fournette. I I just took him in the the redraft charity we did for the Dynasty Boards on Patreon. I, I got Leonard Fournette everywhere. That's easy for me. I like oh, Leonard, I, I like whoa, Leonard Fournette. Oh, whoa, 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 okay. okay I like Leonard Fournette. I like Leonard Fournette. I would feel a lot better if I knew where he was playing ball 
2021. I, 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 I don't think, you know, you ever been so drunk you thought you were going to fall off the floor? <laughs> Randy, I'm like 170 pounds. Yes, I've done that. Well, Leonard Fournette can't fall off the floor. He's already on the worst offense in the league, or one of. So what's he going to do? Is he going to fall off the floor? What's he going to do? Wake up in 2021 and wind up in San Francisco? Or wind up in Seattle? Or maybe wind up on an offense that actually is good? That would be like the best case scenario. So it would be very close for me between those two. I want to hit you with one other. I'm going to hit you with two others. Okay? okay. Very yeah. similar. Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry. Okay, I am on Josh Jacobs. I feel like they are in similar situations, but Josh Jacobs is younger. Josh Jacobs is going to be able to do more. I, I 26, going to be 28 by the time those those two years of you know solidified contract are done for Derrick Henry, and Josh Jacobs is going to be like 24. So I, I'm, I'm going to say Josh Jacobs, but I really, something deep down, I have no analytics to to defend it something in my gut just tells me Josh Jacobs is going to be a monster this year that he's just going to be the guy that just goes bananas uh he he is one of my personal favorites me Josh Jacobs is easy last one Miles Sanders and his crazy ass 109 ADP and DLF or Derrick Henry Derrick Henry ooh Jerry that's a spicy meatball. All right, man. We've, we've spent enough time on, on Derrick Henry and that. Here, here's a good one. Uh, Mr. Big Chest. And listen, and listen, hold on. If anybody hates that take, get, f- feel free to hit me up on Twitter. I'll gladly defend that. Woo, Jerry. Mr. Big Chest, a.k.a. Mr. Big Cheeks, uh, Antonio Brown, has retired for a fourth time via Twitter. Uh, how, are, how are you feeling about this retirement? Ah... Uh... I'm pretty sure he retired last year, so if he wants to keep bringing it up, that's fine. Uh, I do have a few shares that I've just been holding on to. Um, I have not dropped them yet, but in due time, something's going to happen week one or leading up, and I'm going to end up dropping them. Because I do think we've seen the end of the Antonio Brown saga, and I tip my cap to you, sir. I thank you for the championships. I have some plaques engraved because of you right next to me. You were a hell of a story, and you made our jobs so easy last year because we always had something to talk about with that dude. So I appreciate you for that. Everyone else wants to laugh at it. I do not. I appreciate it. It was wonderful. I'm bad at my job of doing this, so I enjoyed you making it easier. You helped me win. What about you, Randy? Listen, if you've played fantasy, he's helped you win at some point, or he ripped your heart out and stomped on it while they beat you with him. It was the latter. Uh, uh, our, our, our good buddy Keith Bollinger, a.k.a. FF Cable on Twitter. Uh, the game against New Orleans, I believe it was week 15 of the 2018 season, where he and Big Ben went bananas in that game against New Orleans in New Orleans. And that was enough to cause me a semifinal defeat to Mr. Bollinger, who went on to, I believe, win the league that year in the uh, – the one QB goat league. So, oh yes, I'm I'm familiar. I'll just say this: Twitter retirements mean nothing. I mean, yeah. if if Antonio Brown were to get called out by Conor McGregor, they would both come out of Twitter retirement to make money because that's what these guys are all about. They're about making money. I would not cut my Antonio Brown shares because of COVID. We're going to get into COVID here in just a bit, but because of COVID, I'm actually hanging on to my Antonio Brown shares. If you're a contender. 
and your wide receiver room gets hit by COVID, who are you going to call? You're not going to call Ghostbusters. You're going to call Antonio Brown. Now, there's going to be the whole thing where he needs to be suspended and, uh, or potentially suspended because of his off-the-field shenanigans uh, with his ex-wife and the uh, breaking the law where he got like he hit like a moving driver of, of, a, of a moving company. And it's just a weird situation. But because it's the COVID season and a team could be forced to make a move they might not make otherwise, I just hang on to him. You've, I mean, you held on to him this long. I mean, how, yeah. how, how, how long have you held on to Josh Gordon? Uh, <laughs> uh, lots of people have held on to Josh Gordon since like, what, 2013? Dude, five more, five more months is not going to kill your roster. I mean, are, are you no. going to miss out on that? that really craptastic rookie that's probably not even going to make a roster due to COVID. So <laughs> Everybody loves those guys, though. And I say that tongue-in-cheek laughing and joking, but if Antonio Brown lands on a roster right around your league's trade deadline, guess what you can do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying. Uh, Raheem Mostert, he ran back what he was saying. He was talking about trade me and I need some more money, and I guess he met with some of the top brass there in San Francisco. And he got out that iron, he got out the steamer, and he tried to move uh, and remove some of those wrinkles. And it looks like everything's going to be okay there in San Fran. He's still he's still the guy that I want. Uh, if, if you got him in Dynasty, he's depth probably because you kind of got lucky with him last year. Maybe you traded for him, maybe you got him in a startup. But he's the kind of guy, kind of like a James Conner. I'm looking for him to get off to a hot start. And I'm looking to cash out in Dynasty. I like the guy. I like the talent. If I'm a contender and I need the depth, cool. I'm, I'm no problem hanging on to Mostert. But if you're like a middle-of-the-road team and you're 3-3 three and three or you know 2-4 and four and you just need to make some moves and he's having a good season, sell him. Get out from under. What about you, Jerry? Where are you at, Mostert? Pretty much right exactly where you're at. I mean, if there is anybody that's a sell outside of Kenyon Drake for me, here's the thing. If I'm a sell Kenyon Drake kind of guy, which I am, I have to have the same MO for Raheem Mostert. He's just super late breakout. He's trying to get traded and all this. I just, I, I don't know. But to everything you said, I do think he's going to be successful. I do think he's going to be the guy that you want there. I don't know how much I really want him because I think that's going to be a super headache. Uh, if I have him super extra double excited to get rid of that man and probably going to do it before the season starts, because I really think we're going to just be in for another headache. I don't think Tevin Coleman's fallen off. I mean, Jarek McKinnon, I can't say anything about him. I mean, at, at some point, I got to see you play. But yeah. I, I think Ke Coleman's going to have a role. I think Mostert's going to he's going to be okay. And there's going to be a couple weeks where he's the guy you're so happy that you had and that you pounded the table for him. And then there's going to be like eight weeks where he goes 13 for 31 and you lose. Well. I, I don't think the running back week one starter of the 2021 season's on this roster. So if you own any of these these jabronis, you, you want to start thinking about what's my exit strategy, whether it's Mostert, Coleman, McKinnon. I know there's some hype out there on Jamichael Hasty, the the rookie. Man, the, these guys are not worth the powder to blow them up. So if I can if I can move them if I can move them to uh, to, to uh, another owner and, and get future draft capital, or maybe a young guy that I like. I'm, I'm, I'm all for moving these guys. And then, speaking of running backs in, in the NFC West, Sean McVay came out on Tuesday the 21st and said that they are going to in, implement 
uh, a running back by committee using all four. Yes. You know, and, and I had to Google it. Who's the fourth man? Much like the podcast with me and Sal and Dr. Kyle. Who's the fourth person? Well, I was like, okay, we, we got Malcolm Brown and we got Cam Akers. And then there's Daryl Henderson. It's John Kelly. Yeah, I, for, John, I, for, I, for, I wasn't sure if John Kelly was still there. I, remember I, when he was a thing? That was a, that was a fun month. I do. I remember he was uh, he was a sneaky, sneaky guy in, in his draft class. I remember he was very highly thought of by some big names in the industry. Uh, I hope Josh Kelly in the AFC West and in the same city fares much better than John Kelly. But here's my only take on this. When a head coach, sometimes head coaches tell the truth. Think about Bruce Arians. He all he basically you know tells you Ron Rivera is another straight shooter. Um, uh, Matt Lafleur in Green Bay. He told you at the draft, "I'm drafting another running back. We're gonna you know we want three running backs in this backfield." Boom, added AJ Dillon to Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Sometimes coaches tell you the truth, and and I want to share one of the the most stone cold awesome takes I I've seen. It was from Brandon Marianne Lee. On Twitter at Brandon Her FFB, dude, did she nailed this one? And I'm gonna read her tweet. Friends, if a team doesn't have a returning strong veteran running back, they will be an RBBC, a running back by committee, at the beginning of the season with no preseason and little workouts. That's how they will figure it out. Plan accordingly and realize someone will rise to the top. Use that fab wisely. Now, I'm, Brandon is talking from a redraft perspective, but this is a badass take, and I absolutely love it, and I retweeted it, and I can't share this sentiment enough. You know, everybody who invested in guys like DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, um, give me uh, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, these rookies are at a severe disadvantage because when you're going into the unknown, Jerry, you go with the bro you know. And, and, and who do I see McVay leaning on? Maybe a little bit more of Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson because he's seen them play live games. Maybe in Detroit, it's Carrion Johnson, at least initially. In Indy, it's Marlon Mack. So don't get frustrated and be that owner in Dynasty that says, I knew it, these guys suck. I'll trade you Cam Akers for a bag of nickels. Don't do it. This is going to be a wild and wacky season, especially with your rookie picks. You have to remain, I guess, you got to be able to, to just remain calm and let, let it play out a little bit longer than you might normally. But what did you think about that take that I just read you, Jerry? Imagine this community actually remaining calm, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What 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 uh, what what Mike Singletary say? Can't win with them. Won't do it. Can't do it. I, yeah, that no, they can't. They they won't. There, there will be if you have the DLF app or the Dynasty Trade Calculator. They have like a Trade Finder, uh, you know, thingamajobber where mm -hmm. you can where you can search trades in various leagues, and you will be looking at Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift. You know, maybe not Taylor or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because they were drafted so highly, but you're going to see panic selling like none other come like week five or six. It just, it's going to be phenomenal. And I'm here for it. I'm here yeah. to, I'm here to rob people. I'm here to pick their pocket, Jerry. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. That's exactly why we're here. That's exactly what we should do. But here's the thing. It like Randy said, don't panic, but I've been saying that too. I've been saying that Daryl Henderson's going to have a role. We Randy's been saying that Marlon Mack's going to have a role. This is nothing new. This is all, this is thinking logically, thinking, backing it up, 
and looking down at the sandbox and trying to find, you know, all the little toys that are hidden and not just putting your hand in the sand and trying to dig around for them, which is exactly what rookie fever does to people. Yeah. And if, if you want to move some 2021 firsts, because that's going to be a wild off season. We kind of mentioned it in the open with the new Debbie show, but man, if you're not feeling super confident about this 2021 class or what the buzz is going to be around it, go to that owner and be like, Hey man, you want a refund? On DeAndre Swift, I'll give you a first. You paid a first, I'll give you a first. You just want out. You want to move on. You want you want to reset the clock. Boom, done. You know, same thing with a lot of these guys. So, don't do that. Last story, Jerry. Um, I'm kind of torn on this one. Ronald Jones said he's quote unquote bulking up, and he's up to 200, a deuce and a quarter. He's up to 225, Jerry. That's a lot for a dude. That's, hey, that's the magic number, isn't it? If you're for Leonard Fournette. For Leonard Fournette. If he's 226, eh, 224, two big thumbs up. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not a fan. You know, yeah, what, I hear you. What, what, I tried to get Dr. Kyle to jump on with us. He's going to jump on next week. But I want to talk about some of these guys and, and the, the risk of soft tissue, tissue injuries, hamstrings, groins, quads, calves, etc. Very nervous. And when a guy puts on weight – and he's not been through his normal because these guys are creatures of habit. We all are to a degree. And when he's not going through his normal camp, he no, not good news. Right. Not good. Hold for on. Me. Let Go me ahead. let me let me get in here. Now we talked about the Patreon. How you want to start reaching for some guys that have just you know they have a chance to hit. Is Rojo just not that guy? And and I know you don't like him, but I need you to think. Let's all right. Let's say that we're wrong. Because I'm I'm also not a huge Rojo guy, but we're wrong. Let's just hypothetically think: what is the limit that he can be if we are wrong? I think Keshawn Vaughn's going to have a role, and I don't think he's. I mean, this is Tom Brady. He's going to be able to do some things, but he's still got Chris Godwin. He's still got Mike Evans. He's got Gronk. He's got OJ Howard. He's never going to be the focal point. So even if we are wrong, I don't think the ceiling is worth. Uh, wet fart after a night of drinking. I really don't. Mm, got to watch. You know the, the, the risk, the juice is not worth the squeeze, and that's assuming that we're wrong. I just, I, I think if if there's someone that is just drinking that Rojo Kool Aid, I just think you have to just pour that glass as high as you can and just slide it across the table right to whoever wants it. Uh, man, that, that was a sack full of analogies and cliches. I absolutely love that, Jerry. No, no, for, for me, man, no. Not a, not a good pass catcher. Not, I, I don't care what we saw on Twitter with like this absolutely horrible route and he caught it backwards and did like a three six. It was weird. And he's not a good pass catcher. He's not a good pass blocker. And I don't care if he fluffed up to a, a water weight cheeseburger esque 225. It doesn't mean it. And again, I've said this before. And I will say it again, Tom Brady's only going to get smoked one time in that backfield before he's done. And that's when you're going to see Keyshawn Vaughn. I think I think Rojo may be the better runner than Vaughn, and Darway Agumbawale may be a better receiver than Vaughn, but Vaughn's a better runner than Darway and a better pass catcher than Rojo. So for me, I, I just know. I just brought it up because uh, – Bulking stories are always good. Jerry, you were talking about some COVID. Have, have you, as if you haven't heard it enough. I have actually not. What is uh? No, 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 no. Yeah, let's talk it. 
Yeah, man. So they're going to be zero preseason games because of this. And uh, I, I got this from a couple of offensive linemen, but offensive linemen seem to be pretty intelligent guys. I was listening to Jeff Schwartz in an interview and Mark Schlereth in an interview, and they were like, for offensive linemen, this is not really a big deal. So think about teams with good offensive lines, okay, like the Colts and the Cowboys. Okay, that, that, that's helpful. Um, but, you know, there is some concern with, with newer with newer head coaches and, and new quarterbacks. And, man, I, for, for me, the zero preseason games to, to work out that live reps, I, I just feel like we're going to see some butt-ugly football in the month of September, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that coming. I think it's really going to hit these rookies, and it's really going to just take the steam out of everybody that was so excited for the 2020 class. But but now let's let, let's talk about this offensive line thing, because believe it or not, when it comes to offensive line theory and gameplay and strategy, not an expert. So I'm going to take their their advice on that. As a Colts fan, as a as their whole setup they have going, if they have a good offensive line, they have the same sort of coaching staff, that, that has to benefit guys like Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree that it does because, you know, even though Phillip Rivers is new in this offense, I mean, he knows the offense. The, the head coach and the offensive coordinator have both worked with Phil in the past. So, that, that makes me more than, than comfortable with teams like the Colts. But you just have to expect ugly football out of the gate. Now, when we get done talking a little bit more about COVID, we're going to rank the five teams that we have the most confidence in and the teams that we have the least confidence in to manage through COVID in this offseason. You know, some of the things that came out today, there was a, an original tweet that said 95 players had tested positive so far since since March, that number's since been retracted and changed to 59. I just think you have to get past the pessimistic, oh my God, players are going to, of course they're going to test positive. Uh -huh. what, what the hell did you think was going to happen? That no one was going to test positive? I hate the NBA. I don't like basketball. I used to love basketball. I hate basketball. But the NBA is doing a great job with this right now. They had Russell Westbrook, a former MVP, and arguably one of the top five superstars in the league, test positive, you know what? He sent out a very positive tweet. He's working through it, and he's going to rejoin his team. If the NBA, which is the most player-empowered league in the, in, in the entire world, I mean, more than soccer, more than Major League Baseball, this is the entitled league. This is guys making $40 million a year guaranteed. Guys that you couldn't pick out of a photo lineup making $15 million a year, and these guys have figured it out. The NFL will figure it out. You know, they're going to allow teams to carry 80 players to start the, the to start camps. Uh, the one thing that I found interesting, Jerry, was that at least as of now, if a player tests positive, he could miss three weeks. Now, what does that do to your dynasty and fantasy rosters? <laughs> Other than the headache? Uh, Ed, listen. You are going to need backups. You are going to need depth. As far as just accumulating elite starters and just trying to ride that out, I, as it might have worked in the past, this 2020 is not going to be the year it works. So you either need to accept that, that this is not going to be the year it's going to work and just hold strong and maybe into the future it can be okay. Or you got to flip somebody like in in the listener league for the war zone. My starters are just oh my god, Randy. I'm just 
my sweatpants are getting tighter as I'm thinking about it, but I had to part with one of my elite running backs because I did not have wide receiver depth. And I really, really, if we're going to play it safe, going to assume that at least one of them is going to miss some time. So I had to get some more depth. So I traded him for two wide receivers, just trying to do it. And I think that's going to be what we're going to have to do uh, often, early and often this year. It's going to be a headache. There is going to be some poor, poor sap out there that is going to take us. You're going to send their roster onto Twitter and it's going to be just a barren wasteland desert death Valley roster because so many people will be out with COVID and you'll just be looking at their bench going, Oh, (laughs) I feel so bad for you. Right. It got to have depth, got to be prepared. You got to understand the depth chart too, because there is going to be third stringers that a lot of people have not heard of that are going to be getting some reps and they are going to be relevant for a week or two or three or however long they end up being out. You just, you gotta be, if there was ever a year when the nerdy of the community are going to thrive. I think it's going to be this one. For, for me, what I'm looking to do with this is, and, and I looked back in June, is when you and I started talking a lot about COVID, uh, the potential impact on the salary cap, players that uh, could be impacted. And I said then, and I think I really covered it more in depth on the Patreon, but for me, I'm looking to either be heavily invested in studs studs elite guys i'm talking the nick chubbs i'm talking christian mccaffrey dalvin cook julio jones his contract is virtually guaranteed for the next two years tyreek hill another another guy with a great contract george kittle a guy that you know is not getting cut a guy that you know is going to get re-signed saquon barkley if it's not an elite stud and some of these guys fit in both categories or if it's not a guy who in 2020 is in year three of his rookie deal think nick chubb dj moore saquon barkley if you're not invested in those guys why are those guys safe because they're cheap labor jerry they're they're cheap you know when when walmart or amazon when they're cutting jobs they're not cutting the 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 entry level the lowest paid guys you know why because they're the lowest paid guys and they're doing all the heavy lifting and you don't fire your cheap labor and you typically don't fire the ceo you don't fire the the elite talent at the very top it's the middle class man every time that there's financial issues in this country who gets squeezed the the middle class and that's where i don't want to be with my dynasty rosters now normally i thrive in the nfl middle class man i love cooper cup and ty hilton and leonard fournette and and all these james white and all these guys i love it love it to death i I can i love Derek carr as my qb3 as a sneaky qb3 on the back end of my super flex rosters. Not 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 this year. Those are the guys that I'm going to be looking to move to contenders unless I am a contender. I'm going to be looking to move those guys for for future assets or young guys on rookie deals class of 2019, 2018, 2020. I I, I want to get out of that middle class unless I feel very comfortable what they're going to be and what they're going to be long-term for my dynasty roster. It just feels too much like gambling this year because the other thing that came out is that the owners have already are proposing a $40 million cap hit reduction this year. Now there are no teams currently according to overthecap.com with $40 million in cap space. So guess what they have to do, Jerry? 
cut, cut, cut. And, and where do you cut? You cut those fluffy, middle, upper class NFL contracts, man. That's where the danger is. And that's my fear. Not only for this offseason, there's going to be a haircut on future salary caps. Now, oh, they, yeah. they, they may spread it out over three years. They may spread it over five years. They could even spread it out over 10 years. That's cool. But there's going to be a wave that comes that will do long-term impact to Dynasty rosters. So for me personally, as it relates to COVID, I'm just more of the give me the elite talent or give me cheap rookies, and I'm not going to be doing a whole lot in the middle. If I got them and I feel like moving them, cool. But I'm not proactively out there like I have been in the past looking to acquire that middle class. And the last thing, did, did you hear this BS about the players saying they, they, they didn't feel safe? Uh, I did not. Well, uh, you enlightened me. Well, on, on Sunday, it came out, and, and this, of course, it's always the rich guys. Always the rich guys. Who was bitching about the... the, the, said, the Listen, Carl, Mark's sitting over here. I didn't realize I was doing my podcast with Mark's no, over no, here. No, 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 no. Because I, I love capitalism. Capitalism gets two big thumbs up from this guy. But who's always complaining? It's J.J. It's, it's Watt. It's Drew Brees. It's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, you, mean, you mean the guys who have their guaranteed money locked up? Wealth? Generational wealth? Yeah, wake me up when the guy making 550k league minimum. Wake me up when he's complaining, because you know what that dude's doing? He's showing up. Oh, and by the way, where were you scared and fearful when Quentin Dunbar and DeAndre Baker were out robbing people at a house party in Miami, allegedly? Where were, were, you, were you? Were you? Were you afraid then? Were you afraid in April when Dak and Zeke were hosting house parties while Texas was still locked down? There was no Let's fear. be real. They're, they're just trying to play leverage for the NFLPA so that they can have, so they can win whatever court case and they can get whatever leverage, more leverage they need in that situation. It's, listen, I, I don't doubt that you probably don't feel safe. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going out to a grocery store without a mask on. Granted, I can't. It's illegal for me to do that. And you're going to go line up next to another human being that's breathing and spitting and sweating and potentially bleeding on you. I get it. I get it. But I, 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 I just, I tend to think it's more legal, more lawyer jargon. No, I'm not a lawyer. So, you know, maybe I'm overstepping my bounds, but that's just, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, let me ask you a question. You ever played hoops? You ever shoot any hoops? Oh yeah. Who, who do you think trades more sweat? Basketball players or football players? Because I, I tell you, those guys in the paint and the way they defend themselves, and those guys are running for two, two and a half hours at a clip. A lot Listen, of we all had the sweaty back, hairy back friend that we had to guard at some point, and uh, that was never an enjoyable time. So I don't even think it's close. So, it, you're definitely swapping more basketball. You are literally touching skin to skin when you're defending them and when you're trying to get by them. So I hear you. I hear you, man. It's something. This whole, just this whole thing is something. Just don't piss on my shoes and tell me a training. Okay. Don't tell me you're scared. You want, you want me to tell me Russell Wilson, Oh, my wife's pregnant and and I'm scared. Good. Then tell your dumbass teammates to stay home the night before a game and don't be out. Don't be out. Make sure you tell your teammates to wear a mask. Make sure you tell the knuckleheads, and I, I, every team's got them. 
Make oh, sure yeah. make sure you remind the knuckleheads, hey guys, keep your circle small. Hey guys, don't be out. Hey guys, yeah, it, don't don't be don't be having house parties, Dak. You're the leader of the team. You're the quarterback. You're out having a house party. Come on. That's, I, I and that's the thing is it does have to be those those leader type guys because the the guy that makes five hundred fifty thousand who actually needs that money and needs to not get coronavirus or he's potentially going to be cut. It, it seems like they're the ones that are the ones doing the dumb s word and they're going to be spreading it to the other ones and it's just uh it's a bad look listen it, the leaders do have to control it they're, like russell wilson listen you are that team make sure listen i will talk to Pete carroll i will make sure that you do not end up on my football field if you do stupid things like that we are living in a different world you need to act accordingly or you are not a professional this is a professional game it just it's it, something it, 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 it's it's something else man and i get it it's all posturing by the league I, I watch the nba go through this i watch major league baseball go through this and it's different and and you know right now this is what uh I, i've been telling people you're currently as an nba as an nfl fan you're in the fear stage the players are in the negotiating stage but just like major league baseball just like the nba and just like the ufc golf nascar just like they're already back there's going to be football. Calm yourself down and just understand that they have 9 billion to 10 billion reasons to get this thing done. And there's no professional athlete with a shorter earning cycle than the NFL guys. Guys, there's going to be football. I want to end this uh, on a good note before we start ranking the teams. Jerry, you want to go positive or negative? Uh, let's go positive. We've, I, I, we've been, we've been crapping on some stuff, so let, let's go positive. Yeah. Well, I, I like to end on the, on the crapping on stuff cause it's more fun. So we went through, we ranked the five teams Now this doesn't mean that they're going to make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl are going to produce fantasy goodness. It just means based on their situation, whether it be the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the offensive line, the quarterback, the, the continuity of the team that we felt the most confidence in. We'll keep these short. Uh, number five, the Indianapolis Colts, returning the fourth most offensive snaps from last year. 87.9% of the guys who took the offensive snaps last year are back this year. Yes, I know Phil Rivers is new, but as I mentioned earlier, he knows this offense. He knows the offensive coordinator. He knows the head coach. Both of those guys have been around for, I think, at least three years at this point. Uh, graded the best offensive line by some ranking services out there. Uh, I, I, I debated throwing a couple other teams in there. Jerry, do you feel confident that the Colts, should they get like some corona issues or whatever, that, that with the continuity and a shortened preseason, do you feel confident in this team? I do, and we sort of foreshadowed it a little bit earlier when we talked about the Colts. I think outside of, like if, like if the receivers took a hit, if it was, you know, Michael Pittman and it was T.Y. Hilton went down, then I think that would dip my confidence. But outside of the rest, I think they're in pretty good shape. And I think that's why, you know, they're at five and not even a little bit higher. So, no, I like it. I, th I think that's a good spot for the Colts. And it, it's a well-run organization in, in, from an outsider's perspective. So I, it's not a surprise. All right, number four. Number four on the, the, the teams that we feel confident will be able to handle the, the shortened preseason due to COVID, um, just based on a, a lot of factors. New Orleans Saints, man. Uh, 11th most uh, returning offensive snaps from 2019. 80.6% of the offensive snaps played last year 
are all back on the roster this year. And I got two names for you, man. I got Drew Brees. I got Sean Payton. Sprinkling Alvin Kamara going into his fourth year in this offense. Going to Michael Thomas. I think it's also his fourth year going into this offense. And uh, just a ton of confidence. Playoff team. They've been doing the Zoom meetings, but they also told their guys just to to take it easy and, and get their work in. And they probably did the fewest Zoom meetings because they have confidence in their team. If they're confident in their team and the experience there, I feel confident that they will be able to manage COVID in a shortened preseason, Jerry. And I think, I mean, we we talk about Drew Brees, but what if Drew Brees goes down? Okay, Jameis steps up. As far as backups are concerned, that's a pretty damn good situation to be in. Latavius Murray's there. If Elvin Kamara goes down, there's... There's a lot of crutches that can keep you walking in that offense, so I like that one. You know, I didn't bring it up, but the Colts have the same thing. If yep. Uncle Phil were to get COVID, you know, Joby, uh, Jacoby, the beef brisket, would be able to uh, step in, who, who didn't play half bad in his own right next year. Uh, number three, this one may shock some people, but for me it's the Rams. The Rams are returning the fifth most offensive snaps from, from last year, 87.4% of the players who took the offensive snaps last year are coming back. And this is the fourth year of the McVay-Goff offense. You know, everybody talks a lot of mess about this offensive line. Jerry, do you know who threw the most pass attempts last year in the NFL? Was it Jared Goff? He was tied for first with Jameis Winston. They had 626 pass attempts. Do you know which team had the fewest sacks of the quarterback? Are you setting me up for this one? It was the Los Angeles Rams with 22 sacks given up. So a, a better than average offensive line, a quarterback who doesn't take a lot of sacks, fourth year of this offense. Yeah, they're adding you know so, some some new running back touches. They they brought in Van Jefferson, the rookie. But I have a lot of faith in Sean McVay. He's a super intelligent guy. I know a lot of people don't love Jared Goff. But I absolutely love Jared Goff this year, and I love him in Dynasty because he's attached to Sean McVay. I feel, I feel very confident in this offense, whether it's Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I know there's been some debate about Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby. I'm Team Higby. Uh, I believe they brought in Bryson Hopkins to replace Gerald Everett next year in this offense. But, Jerry, I feel very confident with the Rams. I hear you. Uh, the only question mark I would have is if something were to happen with Jared Goff. You know, they have a guy. Do, do, do you have the backup I offhand? Because I, I don't off the top of my head know I'll, who it is. I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a clue, see if you can get this one. He, he was the starting quarterback in an AFC championship game, I believe, three years ago. Oh, my God. Is that Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles is the backup okay. for the Rams. I, not great. Not great, but it could be worse. I'll give you that. That's uh, funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's messed up. I didn't even know where Blake Bortles went. Uh, uh, but as far as the rest of that team, yeah, Daryl Henderson, Brown, all the wide receivers they have, Josh Reynolds too, throw him in there. He's shown that he can play in this league. So if he has to step up, I I don't foresee why he wouldn't be able to. It's a good pick. Jared Goff's a little scary. A little scary if you got to rely on Blake Bortles. But, I mean, if the dude can make an AFC championship game with – him and the children of the poor, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, him and his old buddy, uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, reunited, and it feels so good. All right, number two, Buffalo Bills. They are returning the most offensive snaps this year. 95.4% of the players that took the offensive snaps last year are back this year. Same head coach, Sean McDermott, same OC. Uh, 
a good defense to lean on to start. This is a running team anyway. And we've already talked about how the defenses are going to be a little bit ahead of the offenses. And this is great, especially when you're a run-first team. If I have to bank on a team uh, outside of the number one team, I'm going to bank on – I'm going to bank on this team. I, I like the head coach, uh, and I like the fact that they're returning almost 95% of the starters' snaps from last year, Jerry. I like it. I And like you said about the defenses, the defenses are going to have an advantage because there's going to be lots of guys trying to figure new things out, and I don't know for certain, but I would guess defense just comes more inherent. Um, and that defense is so mean, so mean. So I, I think they're going to be good. I like it too. All right. And then the team we have the most confidence in to handle a, a shortened preseason. The Detroit Lions. All right. No. Oh, no. But, but, oh, they, but, oh. but they're, they're not on the other list. But uh, the Kansas, Look at City, that. Kansas City Chiefs returning the seventh most offensive snaps from last year. They're returning 84.5% of their offensive snaps. They're returning 10 offensive starters. And I, much like I did with New England, excuse me, with New Orleans. I got two names for you, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you're also getting Tyreek Hill. You're also they, they were able to bring Sammy Watkins back year two for McCole Hardman, obviously Tyreek Hill. They brought in the rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but Damian Williams is still there. I mean, a good offensive line. Not great, but a good offensive line. Man, it's hard not to go number one with the KC Chiefs. True. I mean, that's what Andy Reid does, man. Andy Reid is just Andy Reid going to Andy Reid. That's all I got. Yep. And, you know, people are going to say, why is it Baltimore on there? I, I Let me see it again. Let, let me see the Lamar Jackson. And if we have to do this next year, I'll, I'll put them in the top five. They were in my top seven uh, of these teams, along with Houston was in the mix as well. But much like I don't, I, I just want to see it. I'm, I'm sorry. I know people love Lamar. I like Lamar. But. I, I just I don't love the returning wide receivers there. I do like Mark Andrews. He did say he was not going to opt out. Now, he is a diabetic, and that's a pre-existing condition as it relates to COVID, but he's already said that he is going to play. I, I just didn't feel comfortable with uh, with this offense. What new wrinkles are they going to add? You know, that they're talking about, are they going to pass more? So with, without more information, I just didn't feel comfortable inside the top five. But, Jerry, you can't have a top five without a bottom five, buddy. Uh-uh. Jerry, number five, this one this one will feel generous, but like it will also feel like I'm a, taking a cheap shot, but I'm, I'm going to break it down. You can probably guess by the tone of my voice, it is the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they are returning the 16th most offensive snaps from last year at 77.7, and they did make upgrades, man. They did bring in Austin Hooper. They brought in Jack Conklin. They drafted right tackle, excuse me, left tackle Jedrick Wills. Um, but, but here's the thing. Baker has shown up to uh, like some preseason stuff, looks to be in good shape. This is his fourth head coach in three years. Now, there was the interim head coach in there, another new OC. There's going to be no preseason games to see what this offense looks like, how they're going to install it, what are they doing with that fullback, what's Bill Callahan bringing to the running game as the offensive line coach, how are they going to use that fullback, where are they going to put Kareem Hunt. And on top of that, man, this is a tough division. You know, you got to play Pittsburgh twice, you got to play Baltimore twice, and the majority of the offseason free agent dollars for the Bengals were spent on defense, man. So, due to the fact that it's Baker's third year, it's a make or break year for him with a new uh, new head coach, a new OC, a tough division, 
uh, only returning a, a middle-of-the-road starter snap percentage. I, I had to put him in the top five, Jer. I think that's a little unfair. I, I get where you're coming from, but as far as not loving the Browns, I get it. But as far as things that can go detrimentally wrong because of COVID to make them that much worse, I don't think that's the case. Because if anything goes wrong with a wide, they have bat, tons of wide receivers, they have running backs, they have tight ends, the the offensive line got better. I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but I, I see what you're saying. And and if something does happen to Baker, oh boy. And that's and this is all assuming that this is a completely new system without preseason games. I get I don't know. I get I'm convincing myself as I'm talking that you were sort of right. Just when you initially said it, it just uh, I don't know. It, it, I, it, I, I can see it. I'm I'm not like I'm not gonna argue with you a ton on it, but I, I don't know. I feel like there are enough offensive weapons to boost up anything that could potentially go wrong. That's what I will say. Let me ask you a question. A couple questions. All right. Who was the other team besides New England to express any interest in Cam? Was it Cleveland? It was Cleveland. Who is paying Case Keenum, who's had NFL success, an average of $6 million a season over the next three years? Cleveland. Who has had previous success with Case Keenum in Minnesota? Stefanski. Correct. How much See, time? but th- doesn't doesn't that make you a little more confident in them, though? It makes. Me I mean, maybe not in Baker Mayfield, but he's the quarterback knucklehead. Well, I, I get it, but I'm saying if something goes wrong with him, in case Keenum jumps up, the Browns will still be okay. That's sort of my argument. Too much ambiguity, too much going on. Uh, I, I still I stand by my hot take number one on the season that Baker will be the least productive quarterback in. The AFC North, and he will oh, lead. Oh, yeah, listen, and, and I'm not going to argue team, about that. He will lead this team to the playoffs. I like the defense. I like the run first mentality. I have questions, and in a COVID shortened season with no preseason for these guys to work together, and how much time has he spent with Austin Hooper? And too many questions, just too many. But hey, I'm not going to go very far for number four, Cincinnati. Twenty second in offensive snaps returning from last year, only seventy three point seven percent. You got a rookie QB. You got a bad offensive head coach. I'm not sure about the OC. It's it's a better offensive line, but it's a raw offensive line and, and the same tough division. And I would dare say that Cleveland's defense is better than advertised. Again, defenses are going to get off to a hot start. And Cleveland gave up zero 300-yard passing games last year. So I don't like it for the young Cincinnati Bengals. Um, not to say that they won't have some, some moments in the middle of the end of the season. Too many questions. Not good enough leadership. I'm. I'm. Uh, I got them four, Jerry. If I, I was meant, I would have to put too many of the word "if" in there. If Joe Burrow is good, if Joe Mixon can grow, if T. Higgins is a good guy, if AJ Green comes back, I hear you. I think this is a good spot for them. And- they, they, like, there's there's the chance that they're good, and you know that Joe Burrow's this great guy, and everybody grows, and it's wonderful. But that's just. You know, wish in one hand and crap in the other and let me know which one fills up first. I, I don't think it's a matter of if. I mean, I think it's more of a matter of when. I'm just not going to be early, and I don't know when. And if Zach Taylor gets Especially fired, without preseason games. You, you have no clue. You're dipping, a t- you're dipping a toe into waters that you have yeah. no idea what they're going oh, to Oh, no, 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 no. You are falling face first into those waters with what we got in 2020. 
I mean, especially with given the the rookie ADP of Joe Burrow and the startup ADP of Joe Mixon, it's it's a lot. Yep. It's a lot of unanswered questions. Number three, the Jets. The 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 Jets thirty first in offensive snaps returning, only sixty point two percent. Everything I said about Cincinnati is basically the same. I like Darnold. Um, can he overcome a bad head coach slash offensive coordinator? Again, a new slash raw offensive line. They made a ton of moves in free agency, and they drafted with a first-round pick, uh, Makai Becton, the tackle out of Louisville. A tough division. We just talked about how good Buffalo's defense is. Uh, Patriots have got a good defense, and I liked what Miami did last year under new head coach Brian Flores. I can't feel confident that if COVID hits this team that the the the, the goofy-eyed Adam Gase can hold this thing together, man. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be held together even if they are healthy. So I'm with you on that one. Like, eh, you're hoping Denzel Mims can break out. And if he doesn't, then you just have Brashad Perriman. And how super confident are you in Brashad Perriman as your wide receiver one? Le'Veon Bell is on the descending of that. Uh, so if something happens to him, you're just... You, 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 that team is devoid of lots of talent. So even... Even in a non-COVID world, we would be talking about the lack of confidence we have in the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And you're probably thinking to yourself, how the hell does it get worse than the Jets and the Bengals? Well, I got news for you. Washington Redskins, number two team that I have the least amount of confidence in. 29th in offensive snaps returning from last year, only returning 64.2% of the players that played offensive snaps last year. I don't know what uh, Dwayne Haskins is. I like the workout videos. I, I like his new offensive coordinator. I like Scott Turner. I like what he did last year in Carolina. But there's limited weapons. I mean, everybody knows Scary Terry McLaren, run TMC, one of my absolute favorite players in the league, and I think he's going to get a ton of volume. But they lost Kelvin Harmon. We don't know what Antonio Gandy-Golden's going to be. Uh, the tight end is some combination of Jeremy Sprinkle and undrafted free agent Thaddeus Moss. I, th I think we all like Steven Sims. Who the hell's the running back? I think we all like Geis, but is it, you know, Bryce Love was a was a Heisman Trophy finalist at one time, and you know, a the the ageless one part two, because we know the original age ageless ones on the Jets, and that's Frank Gore. But Adrian Peterson's still there. They also brought in Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick, and it, it, it it's gross in Washington. Unless your name's Terry McLaren, and I, I will listen to your pro and con arguments on Darius Geis. Outside of that, man, this is a this is a butt ugly roster. Although I do like the head coach, I love Ron Rivera. He is a true leader of men, and I like the offensive coordinator. But man, there is uh, these guys are going to be trying to make chicken salad out of chicken scratch. <laughs> I don't think that was what you meant to say. Uh, I agree. This is, I mean, for the same argument that I had for the Jets. Even in a normal world, this is a roster that's just so ugly to look at i like darius guys i like the hope of darius guys but at this point that's all i'm doing is selling hope i'm not selling results with him so that's tough terry mclaren bless that boy's heart you you're an angel love you you're gonna help us out here's <laughs> here's randy's dancing uh, here's to hoping haskins can grow but yeah and don't forget antonio gibson man the great hype train that is get the fart out of here um yeah now let's all right randy your least confident team my friend 
Now, I'm, I, that doesn't mean, that, again, same as we've been covering the whole time, doesn't mean that I don't like players on every roster. Like, I love Nick Chubb in Cleveland. I, Does, he, I, I even don't hate Jarvis Landry, especially his ADP. But you know what? This next team just, has got one of my just, favorites. Hold on. Does it? Is a headband? Huh? A headband? What about a headband? Not, not a headband. Not a mustache. No, 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 no. I didn't. Oh. No, man. No. I mean, I, I. He, he's coming back. I, I like the improved offensive coordinator in Jayville. It's Carolina Panthers. Thirty-second, dead last in offensive snaps returning from last year. They've got a new head coach. And um, I'm drawing a blank. The guy from Baylor, a new OC in Joe Brady, Matt Rule, Matt Rule, Matt Rule a new quarterback in Teddy B. Uh, this is the first time Teddy's been the going into the season starter since the Minnesota days. I think we like what what Joe Rule's done. We liked what Joe Brady did in LSU. You know, he had some NFL experience there with the Saints. I, I, we love Christian McCaffrey. I love DJ Moore. But I, I don't have any confidence in these guys able to nego- navigate a, a shortened preseason. If any team needs the preseason more than the, the, the Washingtons and the Jets and the Bengals and the Browns, it's this team. And not only do, do they need it, we as dynasty and fantasy players need to see it. And guess what, Jerry? We ain't going to see it. So I have heard stories that they're going to do um, some NFL cams to allow your local team to do like live streams of practices and stuff as a way to offset the money that they're going to lose from uh, no preseason games, which I think will get better ratings. I would much rather watch. I would, I would <laughs> I agree. I, I would much rather watch. Um, I think it's Joe Bradbury, although he may have left in free agency. I would much rather see Joe Bradbury and DJ Moore going one on one. In, uh, in in pass-catching drills than I ever would to watch the, the Panthers play the whoever in, in a preseason game. But I, I, I like some players here. There's some nice players here. But, man, uh, my, my confidence level of, of how they're going to navigate this weird offseason does not do me well. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. Like, if it, like if they had Cam, like, it, like if Cam stayed there, I think I would feel a lot more, a lot better about it. I don't know. I'm just not a huge Teddy Two Gloves guy. I, I think if it does go bad, I don't know if I'd have them dead ass last, but I would definitely have them down here because they will always have, well, I guess not always. Assuming nothing happens to Christian McCaffrey, they will have an elite asset at least to lean on. And as much as I don't love Teddy B, I mean, DJ Moore is going to get open because DJ Moore is just, he, he, I, I talked about, you know, Terry McLaren being an angel. Your boy DJ Moore is an angel too. He's a sweetheart that just helps our fantasy teams. It's a, I, I wouldn't have him last, but I see where you're coming from. And it's a, another Cliff Kingsbury type of situation where you've got a college coach that had this explosive offense and then he's going to get to the league and he's going to revolutionize it. Like uh, what's his name? Not Brian Kelly, Chip Kelly. Like Chip Kelly did, you know, I got to see it. You're, you're selling hope, not results, baby. That's sizzle, not steak. Let me hit you with the, 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 the projected over and under from this team. Now, this is according to the Action Network. They are tied for the second lowest over and under on the board at five and a half wins. That ain't a lot. Only Jacksonville's worse, and they're tied with Washington and one other team at five and a half wins. I, I, I feel like the under's a lock. 
And not only do I feel like that's a lock, but if they finish in, let's, I think they drafted eight this year. Maybe it was 10th. It was somewhere in the top 10. I, I feel very comfortable. Uh, maybe it was 11th. I don't know. It was somewhere that they, they took the defensive tackle out of Auburn. But let's just say this team is drafting top five next year. Much like I've said about Gardner Minshew, that means Teddy Two Gloves would have to fade Trevor Lawrence. He would have to fade Justin Fields, and he would have to fade Trey Lance. And remember, this time last year, we didn't really have Joe Burrow on our dynasty radar. No, what, we didn't what, at all. What, what if there's a 2021 rookie class version of Joe Burrow? That would be four quarterbacks. What are the odds Teddy's going to dodge one of these four quarterbacks? I would put it at damn near zero, if you'd like my opinion. Because after 2021, Teddy's dead cap number is $5 bucks. That's the out. So if Teddy and the gang stinks it up this year and then they draft a rookie next year, they can keep Teddy on the back end, uh, not the back end, but they can Nick Foles the hell (laughs) out of Teddy two gloves. So if you're investing in this guy and and you're in a startup, man, I don't don't feel comfortable. I I don't think anybody is, too, to give them credit, but I I hear you. No, this is a short-term play for sure. And I, I've, I I have to be honest, you know, people think I don't like Baker uh, or Gardner, but I, much like much like Gardner, I, I, I think I would rather have Gardner in a in a dynasty league than I would Teddy. I mean, I feel like I'm going to get one year. Basi- oh, yeah. I feel like I'm going to get one year basically out of both of them. And even though I like the, the weapons a little bit better, obviously, in Carolina with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and company more than I like DJ Chark and Leonard Fournette. LaVisca. But but yeah, but I, I I there's just so much going on here, so much, and to get back to the COVID thing, it's going to be a lot to manage. I mean, you're already trying to learn a new job, being a new head coach in the NFL, and a new offensive coordinator in the NFL. It's hard enough as it is. And now, now you're doing it in this. And now you're doing it in this no preseason. You got to do smaller groups and drills because of COVID. It just feels uh, the opposite of a recipe for success, Jerry. But you know what's been a success? This show, man. I had a lot of fun doing this one. Always. Always. Yeah. I, I This one right here, uh, sometimes we, we have a topic, and obviously tonight we did a little ranking, uh, stir the pot a little bit. And if you don't like Jerry and I's uh, top five and bottom five teams uh, as it relates to handling COVID, man, add us at DFF Memphis. I mean, excuse me, at DWZ Memphis and at Jerry Sin DWZ. Maybe uh, you're one of those people who want to advocate for – for the Baltimore Ravens, maybe you didn't think Cleveland deserved to be in the top five. Hey, man, reach out to us. And while you're reaching out, again, if you've made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much. Please hit pause. Go into the show notes. Check out the Patreon. You have to join, but at least check it out. See what's going on. Um, you know, Use that hyperlink. Same thing with Trophy Smack. Go to Trophy Smack. If you like the belts, the, the, the trophies, the stuff, man, just use that code, DWZRING. And with the purchase of a belt or trophy, you can get a free ring up to like a $59.99 value. And don't forget to rate and review the show and get the chance to win that sweet speed green DK Metcalf autograph jersey, Jerry. That's a listen. I wrote down one of your quotes today. I will let you know that the speed green DK Metcalf jersey, it is worth worth the powder to blow it up. Boom. It is worth the powder. See, Jerry's been learning all of these uh, these. Uh, Not worth the powder to blow them up. That was a good quote. I had to write that one. You down. liked Piss and Vinegar the other week. You did? I really liked that one. I've you know, used, honestly, in the last week, I must have used that at least six times. 
I, I don't know the origin of not worth the powder to blow them up, but I, I think it would have to go to like um, the, the south, like in the West Virginia, Kentucky area where they did some uh, mining and they would use dynamite to blow things up and you would use a certain amount of powder to, you know, to, to, to like, you know, blow a hole in a mountain or whatever. And, you know, obviously some things would require more powder to blow them up than others. And that powder has worth. So I, I think that's where the origin of that is. But Jerry, we're going to shut down this live stream on YouTube. If you didn't catch it live, you can go back to YouTube and you can watch the video. Just search under live streams and then it will be the one with the COVID confidence rankings. But Jerry and I are going to end this and we're going to go jump into another chat and we're going to knock out a Patreon. Jerry, you ready to talk about a Patreon? All right, man, we're going to go record that Patreon. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And on behalf of Mr. Jerry, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back real soon. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty fantasy football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one -on -one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat